Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell. Well, welcome, and thank you for coming to Let's Talk Adoption today and spending this next half hour learning more about adoption and about parenting and different uh, topics we cover here on Let's Talk Adoption, not only for adoption, but uh, afterwards. Uh, We know that a lot of our listeners um, know people that are adopted, are touched by adoption so we're so glad you're here today and remembering too that three out of five people are touched by adoption that probably includes you too i'd like to also remind you if you'd like to sign up for our weekly email uh, update and reminder you can do that at our website letstalkadoption.com and you can click on the free reminder right on the left-hand side of the site. It's free and it's easy. You'll also find other resources and help, uh, helpful links, uh, whether you're seeking to adopt, already parenting, or if you're hoping to reunite with a birth family, or just want to know more about adoption, too. And we do have past shows available for you right now as well. So if you have questions, please send them to me uh, by email at info at letstalkadoption.com. Today, we're going to be discussing how to help your biological and adopted children understand who they are and the importance in your particular family. So we have with us today a wonderful author and uh, psychotherapist, uh, Stacey Cahill. She is also an adoptive mother, and uh, she especially enjoys working with clients as they tackle adoption and identity uh, issues. Um, She's also published three children's books concerning the subject of adoption. Her latest title, entitled Victory in the Void, is a book intended for adopted teenagers and young adults as they work through common identity issues that all teenagers have, but especially for um, adopted um, teens. So I think that's important. So welcome to the program, Stacy. Thank you, Marty, for having me on the show. Well, I'm excited about this, and, you know, we have so much to, to cover uh, in this short period of time with you, so I hope we can get through it all. Okay. You know, tell me a little bit about, you know, the background about why you choose adoption for your particular family, if I can ask that. You know, it's kind of funny, Marty. Uh, I had an early fascination with adoption, even as a small child. Um, I would pay such close attention to families touched by adoption. And at the age of 15, I can recall a conversation with my mom on the porch one afternoon. I, I told her that I planned to adopt two daughters, which I actually did, Marty. And by some twist of fate, that wow. was not the plan to adopt mm-hmm. daughters, but that's mm-hmm. kind of the way it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, they basically you came to, and how did you share that when you got married? Or Well, here's what happened. I married my high school sweetheart, and we went on to give birth to a 10-pound baby boy. Mm-hmm. And I experienced numerous problems during my pregnancy, and doctors had advised against any future pregnancy. So I kind of put that adoption idea on hold. Mm-hmm. And um, due to Jacob's colic and busy nature, we were overjoyed with our only son. But after a couple of years, um, I started to feel a yearning in my heart for more children. And I knew I shouldn't have any more through natural childbirth, so I started to pray about it. Um, Aaron, who, who is my husband, was mm-hmm. not at all convinced that adoption would work for us. Mm-hmm. He had so many fears. He, mm-hmm. he uh, didn't verbalize his fears, but I know him well enough to read his mind. He was just scared. Mm-hmm. He was scared a lot that, of people are. You know, They don't know enough about it to really feel a comfort level. I think he was afraid birth mom would reclaim the baby or you know something of that nature, and that's, that's a very real fear. So near the end of April of 98... Um, Aaron reluctantly decided to contact um, adoption agencies for information, so we kind of went through the whole process, and I feel like it was a miracle because after contacting only a handful of agencies, Mm -hmm. I reached our agency that we went through, Mm -hmm. and the social worker and I immediately clicked online. She um, had the same last name as as us, Cahill, Mm -hmm. and uh, we kind of went through, are we related to each other? We weren't. Um, she gave me information regarding adoption classes and orientation, and I stated that, you know, is there any way I could come in and talk to you sooner? I'm very passionate about this, building mm-hmm. my family through adoption. Mm-hmm. 
she heard Jacob in the background. She said, do you have a, a baby with you? I, I said, yes, he's uh, two and a half, and she kind of hesitated. Mm-hmm. She said, I never do this, and I'm kind of going against what I believe, but I have a birth mother here who has requested a young couple, which you <laughs> and your husband are, with a two-and-a-half-year-old son. Wow. So I, I knew that this was the path that you know mm-hmm. God had chosen for our family. Wow, and, that's amazing. You know, I have chills just telling you the story That again. is very rare. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely was a God thing. It was amazing. And so we, we um, she said, can you come in May 4th and talk to the birth mom? I said, well, certainly. That's my dad's birthday. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't realize it was also the birth father's birthday. We went in wow. and just so many coincidences. Mm-hmm. We immediately clicked. Um, her first name is my aunt's name. Her last name is my sister-in-law's maiden name. Oh, um, the birth date or the, the due date was my brother's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, then she was due to be induced on my birthday, which they had to postpone because the hospital had no beds. And then she mm. was born on July 4th. Wow. She lots of lots of similarities. That's uh, yeah, enough to write a book right there. It is enough to write a book. And I've actually written articles for Adoption Today magazine concerning mm-hmm. the, the miracle of Chelsea's birth. Mm-hmm. And she weighed what I did at birth and looked like me. And my husband was just absolutely amazed. He said, you know, you went with your gut and you knew what mm-hmm. was best for our family, and he couldn't mm-hmm. he couldn't have been happier, and still is. He's just absolutely elated. Yeah, and that was have, so fast, too. So he really had to just get a fast-track education adoption, he, but he was okay with it then. He sure was. Mm-hmm. He knew from after the day that we met um, the birth mother. He said, you know, God works in mysterious ways, and this is this is the way it's meant to be. And, right. Um, so how did you how did you describe the adoption to your your son though? Did he? Well, he was little. He's two and well, a half. Well, he was so. little. He yeah. was little, and um, he was only two and a half. So I don't think he grasped it at that time. Mm-hmm. However, he did have a stronger understanding as he got older. And Chelsea mm-hmm. was, I think, three years old. Mm-hmm. And Jacob took it upon himself to describe adoption to Chelsea. Oh, that must have been cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it ever? He basically told Chelsea that the stork brought her. To our house, and so she was upset because she felt like a bird brought her to our house. Oh, how <laughs> Not funny. a good way to describe no. adoption to no. a, a tender three-year-old. Mm-hmm. So I, at that point, I knew that, you know, I had to give a, a, a better explanation to mm-hmm. Chelsea, one that she could understand at age four, and I immediately started writing a book. Mm-hmm. I explained to her that she grew in my heart, and she's just a special, kind of went through the whole process with both of my children, how special each of them are, but I knew I needed to do more. Mm-hmm. So I actually wrote a book and dedicated it to Chelsea. Right, and there, you have some really great books, and we're going to cover some of those in there. So so in that book, um, you did share a little bit about how to explain it to your daughters. Is that what you did? I did, yeah. I did. And, uh, you know, I, I know that, that um, adoption is part of, you know, a child's identity from a very early age, which is why you should start talking to your baby. I mean, you stop, talk to your infants, talk mm-hmm. to your newborn about adoption, and I did, yes. but she didn't grasp it until my son kind of painted the whole work <laughs> mm-hmm. scenario, which is not... That's not what I told him about. He had seen it on a cartoon or something. Yeah, and that's where a lot of kids get this. So the book you wrote for your daughter is Who Am I, right? Yes. Yes, and so cute. I look at the inside of that book because you were kind enough to send me a copy, and she signed it. It's so sweet, uh, (laughs) along with your signature inside of it. So she knows that's her book. She has a big part of it. She knows that book's for her. She actually did a class presentation, um, I think it was two weeks ago. Uh She read the book and then talked to the kids about the book. She, She basically educates all of her classes. She's educated first, second, and now third grade. Wow, that's wonderful, too. She celebrates. She's very passionate about adoption. Well, let's show, share a few details on how you can we can talk to our children, because that's one of the biggest questions people have is, how do I share? And I'm real passionate and, and adamant about people sharing, as you said, right from birth and the time they come home from the hospital. But give us some examples, age-relevant, um, on how we can share with our children about adoption. Well, basically, just you know, you want to answer their questions in age-appropriate ways. A lot of... Um, 
adoptive parents, I don't think that many people mean to do this, but they sort of um, kind of brush over their children's questions. Mm -hmm. You really can't do that because then children start to feel shameful. Yes. They start to feel like adoption, something wrong with adoption, mom and dad's not. My mom, my mom, bless her heart, I love her to death, mm-hmm. but in the beginning she kept saying, you know, you really don't want to spend a lot of time talking about adoption to Chelsea. I don't mm-hmm. want her to feel different. And mm-hmm. I knew that, that it was actually the opposite. Exactly. And my mm-hmm. mom knows that now and values that, and mm-hmm. she celebrates adoption with me and, mm-hmm. you know, will answer the questions that they have. They, they need to know that it's okay. It's a part of who they are. Yeah, and I think families need to be educated as well because my mother had the same reaction, and so I think until she was educated... Uh, and now she's a big advocate. But uh, I think that a lot of times extended family and uh, grandparents need to have that education prior to the child even coming to your home. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Because it's a big part of who they are, and they need to feel, you know, as though that part is validated, that, mm-hmm. you know, they are, they're good. They're good the way that they are and how they came into the family. Right. So yeah. basically sharing with her a little bit about it and saying that, you know, basically she was conceived in your heart mm-hmm. uh, and telling the story you had there, too. That's how I started. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the book, again, deals with identity. Who am I? She's asking questions. You know, mm-hmm. why do people say that I'm different? And mm-hmm. what I chose to do was to um, seek out other families in the community that had adopted their children. We could get together and kind of talk with them together about it in, in age-appropriate ways. Like I said, now Chelsea has questions, you know. Mm-hmm about her birth father and about her birth mother, and I answer all of those questions, even elaborating on some of the details for mm-hmm. her. And, and and how does she respond to that then? I mean, she's just one child. Every child's different. But do you feel that she's pretty positive with the... She's very positive. Mm-hmm. I feel blessed in that way. Now, my daughter Brooklyn is three, so she's mm-hmm. very young. She just says, Mommy, I'm adopted too. Mm-hmm. How cute. <laughs> You know, it's special, but again, you know, it's, it depends on each child. I've got a friend who her child is not as receptive. He feels as though something's missing. He kind of has the primal wound. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he he's even made comments to her that he wants to meet his birth parents. And, and mm-hmm. again, that, that may be part of the process for mm-hmm. certain people. And, and that's interesting for a boy because not many times mm-hmm. it's a girl that's interested in, in seeking that out. But if you have information, yeah. do you have a, a open relationships with either one of your birth parents? You know, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, both. Both of the birth parents chose semi-open adoption. We met them both Mm -hmm. prior to and Mm -hmm. sent pictures until the age of five. Mm -hmm. But they just didn't want any um, relationship, any open type relationship Mm -hmm. with children. But, you know, again, I have pictures and I have all the medical history and I have... All the a lot of the answers for Chelsea in, in Brooklyn as they have questions. Yeah, and I think that's really good. So you have all that information too, and it's it's different for international, but I know that's a whole different topic uh, sure show. Is. But but uh, for for domestic and but some of these things too really help with um, speaking to children that have come entered your family through international adoption too. Yeah. Uh, and I think the books be helpful, too. Um, you know, I've got uh, another question here. You know, have people always ask. Um, is it any different? And I know because I have both, uh, you know, biological um, uh, miracle, miracle child and uh, adopted children. Do you feel any different uh, in yourself and having both adopted and biological children in your family? The bond I feel with all of my children is, is equal. Absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. It's funny mm-hmm. because I sometimes actually have to think about which of my children are adopted and who's biological. I have to do the same thing. Yeah. Doesn't that sound so mm-hmm. silly to people who don't yeah. have both biological and adopted, but it's so true. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think I think that's very true, and I know that I have a lot of times that um, people will, when we have all four children together, they all look very similar. The boys are real tall, the girls are real short, they all have the same coloring. The boys have the same coloring, the girls are a little bit darker. And um, when they hear that we adoption work, they, they scan the kids quickly and they say, <laughs> which ones were adopted? And I've come back and said... 
uh, you know what? I can't remember. <laughs> I do that too. Because I don't, and they, and they like it. The kids say thank you because they don't like it that they are pinpointed out or someone's going to be looking at them and turning them around and looking at their ears and, you know, and so um, I found that that's a kind way to do it, you know, um, that too. Well, let me tell we're just going to go ahead and take a quick break here and uh, we're just going to take a really quick break. When we come back, we've got more information here uh, regarding uh, Stacy Cahill and, uh, you know, really speaking to our kids, um, letting them know um, more about adoption, when to say that. This is a very important topic. We'll be right back after this little quick break. God has a plan for each of us. Sometimes we simply aren't sure what that is. Many Christian families are struggling today with infertility and pregnancy loss and feel forgotten as to God's plan for their lives. Is God trying to convey His plan to you? Perhaps He is trying to lead you to another path for building your family. Christian families are being built every day through the miracle of adoption. There is hope and there's a child for you. Visit LifetimeAdoption.org. Or call 530-432-7373 to learn more about welcoming a baby into your heart through adoption. to Let's Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell, KYA AM 710. And if you've just joined the program, we're talking with author Stacy Cahill about helping your child, um, either biological or adopted, understand adoption and their importance in your family. Um, so this is important for, you know, adopted parents to be um, parents that are already parenting and uh, anybody else that's touched by adoption, grandparents and caretakers. Before we continue, uh, I do receive a lot of emails every day and I have uh, quite a few uh, questions we're going to be answering on an upcoming show. So uh, keep sending us your questions about adoption. We'll try to get them on the air and also back to you, too, with resources on that. And um, also, I'd like to remind you that I have a book, AdoptingOnline.com. It's a book that I wrote to help hopeful adoption parents that are trying to find the resources they need um, to really um, have an excellent adoption and not to... We fall into pitfalls when they're adopting. So um, the book is available at local bookstores, online, and also at the site, adoptingonline.com, and there's quite a few resources there, too. If you go online now to adoptingonline.com, you can save $10 off your order. Um, there's a little coupon there, too, and there's a money-back guarantee, so we want to make sure you're happy. Uh, Stacy, before we went to break, we were sharing just a little bit about, you know, um, the concepts of adoption and how we share them with, um, you know, age-appropriate conversations and also about bonding with our kids. Did you find that your husband, uh, you know, bonded well with all, all three children too? Oh, definitely. I mean, he feels exactly the same. He loves all three of the children the same, mm-hmm. you know. They obviously, we, we value their um, different characteristics, their mm-hmm. personality characteristics. They're all so different, but I tell you, our lo- the love that we feel for each of them is equal. And, you know, it's interesting because they just did a, a, a survey, uh, you know, a research project on... Um, a study on adopted children and said that they actually came back as being loved more than biological children. I that's, saw that. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. And I know this probably hasn't to do with you, but I think it, it regards families with entirely adopted. all biological, right, and all biological. Because I think, as I know, as a, an infertility patient, I've lost seven pregnancies. It, when I really did end up adopting, um, I was so thankful, and I'm so thankful for my children because. Um, I waited so long, and they were so hard to come by. I didn't just blink my eyes and get pregnant. And I think a lot of our listeners are probably in the same boat. I can 
Yeah. yeah. And so I think that's important. Um, so, you know, do you recognize other, I mean, we're going to talk about, you have some wonderful tips here. We're going to share in just a little bit about um, the 10 top ways to celebrate your family. Um, you recognize, um, we, we do a chosen day, uh, which we celebrate our, our adoption, you know, for our child. Um, do you have a gotcha day or adoption day that you celebrate? You know, I tell you, although I see absolutely no problems with recognizing this special day, Mm -hmm. as a matter of fact, I think it's a a great thing to do for Mm -hmm. many families. We don't celebrate the actual gotcha day or chosen day. Mm -hmm. We choose to celebrate family every day just because my biological son was so sensitive about the matter. So what we do, we do an attitude of gratitude at the end of every day. Oh, that's nice. We before we do bedtime prayers, we huddle together and kind of shout attitude of gratitude, and then each person in our family will name at least one thing that they're thankful for that particular day, and um, as related to family. That's wonderful. Yeah. And And that really reinforces the whole thing, too. It really does. And like I said before, my son is just completely sensitive. He came in the computer office to me Mm -hmm. one day and said, Mom, I I wish I was adopted. Why couldn't I have grown in your heart like my sisters? Well, you know what? That's what happened with our children. We were all together, all four of them in the car, and they were all talking about how they had two mothers. And my daughter, um, because she has, um, she was um, biological um, with medical, you know, intervention, that type of thing. She um, said, I have two biologic smothers too. And the kids all laughed and said, no, you don't. You just have mom. And she cried because she really wanted a birth mother because she felt like, you know, funny? And, and so kids, but let's go to, this is, well, this leads right into the book that your, your son and you wrote. Mm-hmm. My parents love me too is the book. And, um, it's by you, Stacy Cahill, but your son, um, helped illustrate this. He actually did illustrate the entire book from mm-hmm. his perspective, from the biological child's perspective. Mm-hmm. And let me, I'm going to read a little bit from this here. It said, yesterday, I need to know that I was special as my sisters. My sisters are adopted, and they are so very important. And it goes in, my parents spent much time preparing for the arrival of each of my sisters. It sure took a lot of time getting ready for each of the girls to come home. And then you go in, too. Yesterday, I asked my mom if being a biological child is as important as being adopted. I need to know if it was special, too. And so that is kind of just a little bit of the gist of it. It's a wonderful book to give uh, to to children. And again, it's called My Parents um, Love Me, Too. Tell me a little bit about how that came to be. Well, you know, after my son's question, he said, Mom, you know, why couldn't I be adopted? And I I thought, what? (laughs) Then I realized I'd I'd overcompensated somehow with the girls, trying Mm -hmm. to make them feel special with the books and everything. So I'd never intended to write a book as such. And I looked out, you know, know, on the market, and I really couldn't find any books that were, you know, would really explain to Jacob, you know, how special he was. So I thought, well, I'll write another book. And I thought, you know, what better way to make him feel special as having him be a part of the book. So he illustrated the book from his very own perspective. Yeah. And the book talks about how we prepared for baby showers and, you Mm -hmm. know, how how fun it was and how mom was tearful preparing for my arrival just as she was, you know, waiting for my adopted sisters. And after we did that book, it really satisfied his his need to be adopted. He He knew that being biological was just as special. It was mm-hmm. just different. Right. And, and now my children, you know, it's funny, when they were real little, they would be like, is, is your friend Tracy's kids adopted? Yeah, <laughs> they, they want to know. Like, do they have a cat or a dog? Yeah, I mean, is that funny? Well, you know, what? Of... I think, too, I tell a lot of kids, too, age appropriate, that we're all adopted into God's family. And That's that, you know, exactly we, true. We, and so that yeah. we all are touched by adoption um, from yeah. the very core of it. And I think uh, sometimes the kids see that. They see how special that is, um, a biological, because, uh, you know, the chances of us being conceived and then born and, and going on are yeah. pretty great. So I think that, you know, we were all chosen uh, in a special way, too. Absolutely. 
wonderful way to look at it. Yeah, it's you know you've talked about uh, a lot about um, in the past the ten top ways to celebrate family. I know you talked about how you do your your um, evening ritual with the kids, um, with the attitude and gratitude. Share a few more things that you sure. do. I actually wrote an article about this in Adoption Today magazine, and I'll kind of I'll kind of share what I what you'll I have wrote to about. send it to me. Yeah. Yeah, the, the first one is basically to um, encourage your child to design a love cup, mm-hmm. which is where you would fill, you, they would decorate it with stickers and markers and things, and then mm-hmm. each family member would fill the cup with words of praise and encouragement. Um, the child, as a result, and as well as me and my husband, we, we feel special as well when the children put little messages in our love cups. Mm-hmm. And um, the child looks forward to checking his love cup for notes from mom or dad. That's just one thing you can do. Another thing is to hug and kiss your child daily as he will gain from physical contact. It builds oxytocin in the brain, which Mm -hmm. causes a a real bonding feeling, which is necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, The third one would be to spend at least two hours per week of quality time Mm -hmm. uh, one-on-one with your child in which no other people are present. Um, Mm -hmm. And as as easy as that sounds, two hours, that's kind of difficult to come by for some busy families. Yeah, but you know what I do every Tuesday is my daughter and our girls' night out. And, and we great. have, just her and myself, we go to dinner, we either go shopping, go to a movie, go to a play, walk, right. um, do just just drive. And um, we chat, and, and uh, I'll tell you what, it's brought us closer than we've ever been to get together. And this last Mother's Day, she said, Mom, I wrote you a special note in there, and I want to let you know that I really mean every single word in there that I wrote. And it was so touching, it just brought me to tears because spending the time with her and I'll tell you and uh, you know I've got three companies and the radio show and writing it's hard but I'll tell you what I had to make it a priority and people know I'm sorry on this night I can't do it now for any reason I have an emergency then what I'll do is I'll move it over to another night that same week but I do not give it up and I'll tell you it's it's made a huge difference and that's for boys and girls oh yeah Yeah. they know how special they are they enjoy your individual attention so go ahead so the the next one Um, the fourth one would be to write a short story or make up a song concerning your child's birth or adoption experience Mm -hmm. my children have benefited so much so greatly just from the books that I've written yes I mean you could just make up a song and it would be your little thing that you read the story or, the, or sing the song together with your child. It's just a way to make you mm-hmm. feel more bonded and, right. and make your child feel more secure. Mm-hmm. And another way would be to remember to give your child at least one compliment on a daily basis. Right. It's so important to just build that security. Mm-hmm. And another way would be to laugh with your child. Um, communication through laughter just strengthens the mm-hmm. parent-child bond. Yeah. Comedy movies or a good joke book may help to encourage laughter. But laughter is very healing. It's mm-hmm. got a very healing component to right. it. Um, watch home videos and look at old pictures of your child's birth mm-hmm. or early years or even their birth country. Mm-hmm. Um, each child benefits from sensing your excitement regarding his life. And right. It's funny. I, I do I do that with both of my, all three of my children. We mm-hmm. kind of scrapbook together. We mm-hmm. sit and talk about okay. old pictures and memories. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just important to validate that whole identity right. process. And have it just one more, or was that all of them? We have three more. Okay, go quickly. We got um, a little bit yeah, of time. Yeah, make a special dinner together. Allow uh-huh. your child to choose the menu. Uh-huh. Um, the ninth one would be to journal with your child. Chelsea Good. and I journal back and forth to one another, and that's very special. That's they wonderful. Can keep, they keep the journal for when they're older. Yes. And then the tenth one would be to interview your child once a year with a home video recorder and ask him questions regarding areas of interest, and uh, he that's, may want to review this at a later date. And yeah, capture. I think it's important that you do. You should send that over to us, and we'll make it available to listeners if they'd like to I have. 
that. Yes, and, I, I will. I'll and send, put all your books on the bottom, too, because I want to sure. mention briefly as we're closing here, uh-huh. your books are called My Parents Love Me Too, Who uh-huh. Am I by Stacey Cahill. I Know Who I Am and a wonderful book called Victory in the uh, Void for teenagers, adoptees, adoptees. These are all small books, paperback, wonderful. They're available also by calling one eight 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 seven nine five. 4274. And uh, just Google her name if you like, Stacy. I'm going to go ahead and put that in real quick here. S T A C I E. And then C A H I L L. And she's a psychotherapist and adoptive mother and a wonderful writer. Thank you so much, Stacy, for being on Let's Talk Adoption. Thank you, Marty. And we'll speak to you soon and have you back again. I really appreciate the time you put in today. I appreciate everything, okay, Marty. Take, take care now, thank and you. we'll talk Bye-bye. to you soon. Bye bye. And I want to thank everybody for joining us today on uh, Let's Talk Adoption. This is Marty Caldwell. Until next week, God bless you. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. For more adoption information, visit LifetimeAdoption.com or call 1-800-923-6784. That's 1-800-9-ADOPT-4. And tune in again next week at the same time for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell.